Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Welcome uh, to the Expert Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes, and it's good to have your company, and it's even better to have your company, Lana Hill. Thank you, Nick Hayes. Always good to have yours. Yeah, we've got a hairdresser in the uh, <laughs> uh, as an expert to, to dive That's deep into. That, <laughs> hey, hey, we'll come to you, Nikki Milne. Take your time. She was a hairdresser. Yeah. And now is probably one of the uh, underground's best marketer PR running around in Western Australia, if not nationally, and uh, but started off as a hairdresser. And the reason I'm bringing this up with you first, Lana, is that I reckon if anyone has got the greatest finger on the pulse or is a barometer of the way that things going, it has to be a hairdresser. True. Very true. I mean, I would hate to think what your hairdresser knows and uh, <laughs> has had to deal with for the last 15 years with you. I mean, a philosopher, a psychologist, everything. Thank you, Nick Hayes. Nikki Milne, welcome to the Experts Podcast. Thank you for having me. Welcome. It's um, you play a very, very under the radar game, don't you? Is this part of your technique and ability? Because I'll be honest, you know, I I didn't know a great deal about you before uh, we started to have a bit of a chat and a yarn about what you're up to and what you're doing. Yeah, I actually like to be underestimated. It's absolutely a strategy with me and um, I was very impressed you didn't know who I was, <laughs> which actually fired me up and I was like, wow, this is fantastic because it gives me an opportunity for you to get to know me and obviously not be influenced so much by my social media presence. You actually got to know the real me. And, and that is amazing, isn't it, when you think about it, that you know, you've got 70-odd thousand followers on Instagram, you're very True. big in that social media space, but... You know, I'm not not that I'm a troglodyte in the in the form of social media, but it was probably not the. I, you didn't shine there for me. I got to know you as a as a as a person, as a, as a absolutely. marketer. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that um, obviously takes away some of what I do in some sense that people get on there and see that big number. But there's a world of things that I do outside of social media that I'm actually quite known for, but more in an underground space I guess. Now Lana the thing that fascinates me about this young lady here is that plays an undergame there's not many people that I know in this industry in the marketing and the PR industry that likes to play low as opposed to and I'm not saying you know business low or you know dealing things low, <laughs> but I'm talking about doesn't like the limelight so much whereas you know it's fairly ego driven hello to all my PR and marketing <laughs> friends out there we, we do like to be and myself included just quietly um, we like to big note ourselves it's it's it is an unusual uh, uh, characteristic there isn't it it is but yeah I think it's obviously part of you know it was a conscious decision I've known Nikki a long time and you know Nikki doesn't leave much to chance you know it's all a it's all a deliberate decision but yeah I think exclusivity 
it's a really hard thing to do well and, you know, but yeah, it has to come from a conscious place. And I think that's something you've done, you've done exceptionally well. Yeah. And I think I got brought up in the country and um, my parents certainly brought me up not to have an ego and nothing's about you. And it got knocked out of me very early on in life. So um, for me, when I started the PR agency, it's all about the brands. It's And it, as was the social media account, the Perth Collective, that took off. It was all about the small businesses. Mm. It wasn't a shine to me. It wasn't about me. It's about other people. In some ways, it's quite a selfless strategy because it's all about giving people recognition for something amazing they're doing in the small business community. It's so I actually remember w- your first post on the Perth Collective that showed your face. Yeah, it's uh, and been a while. Yeah, it, <laughs> and the time. the account was was well established. You yeah. know, you had a huge following. But I remember the first one where you showed your face. I was like, "Hooray!" <laughs> because we all need to know who's you know who's behind the business. So, and yeah. that's, that's what we're we, doing but today. That's, that is the big question, though: is that do we? Because this is what has fascinated me about you, Nikki, is that that sort of approach: um, client first, client everything. And I, I <laughs> oh, the amount of PR companies and the whole awards industry that sits up there, I don't know whether some of these businesses are just doing it purely for awards or doing it for their clients. And I think there's a lot out there that just Absolutely. do it for the awards. Absolutely. And I'm all about client. That's my job to get the client in front of the media, get my clients brand awareness up and impact out there. Um, if it becomes about me, well, then I'm promoting me. So that's... Yep absolutely is a contradictory to the role that I'm being paid to pay play with these brands and businesses. So as as a hairdresser, and you were a hairdresser, let's say, to the stars, because I think there's a few media personalities <laughs> yes. out there. Yes. You, did work, years. you did drop a couple of names there in our little <laughs> pre-meet off air. <laughs> I, I won't name them. I won't name no, them. Because some of them I'm under confidentiality agreements oh, that I'm not truth. to mention, which obviously weren't the ones I mentioned to you. But right. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Holy moly. <laughs> well, look, you know, and that, but as a hairdresser though, I'm always fascinated by it because the conversations that I had, even as a male talking to yeah. my barber, we have one of the best, it's one of my best friendships that I have outside of my close friends because you can, you can convey and talk real things with, oh, with you're these You're like a people. therapist without using that word. And yeah. some people have a issue using the word therapist or going to a therapist. So then you find they'll come in unload on their hairdressers so you get very good at dealing with people's emotions where they're at in their life what troubles they've got and you need to be constructive and also educate yourself on how to deal with these situations of what people are telling you at the time in your hair salon while you're cutting their hair (laughs) so how much has that helped you build this marketing i always say all my businesses i my core business is relationships no matter what I do, it's about building the relationship between me and the client or the community and the small business, um, the brand and the media. Everything I do is about building relationships in both businesses. It's all relationships, Lana. It is. I I don't even – I cannot hit that home hard enough and and partly where Media Stable has had its success is that – um, it's not just the relationships with it we have with our experts, it's the relationships more importantly with our media. Absolutely. And the media was always, a th- and it's always the funny thing is I always feel that we work for the media more so than we do for our experts, but if we do it well, it works well. Yeah, for absolutely. Both, for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's <laughs> nothing more to add there. Thank you, thank you very much Your for that statement. That's was that a question? That statement was brought to you by Nick Hayes, Media Stable. Um, but it, it is relationships, though, and I think you know, I think as a 
as a hairdresser or someone who wants to get to know their clients and get to know the other people at the other side. If you're not building relationships, then you're not going anywhere. No, I agree. And but I think what is important too is is building them in a in a way that's sort of not salesy, but it's it's, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think a lot of people in business can try and hide a bit behind the digital and I mean obviously Nikki, you're huge in that space. But I think ultimately what drives you is a is a, you know, need to improve improve the business, improve the person, you know, make a real impact rather than just kind of what looks like a facade on the outside sometimes. Yeah, and I've always said, like, to me, if um, my reputation is everything to me. So mm. all I want to know is people had a great experience with my business. Outside of that, doesn't worry me, but all I need to know. And I think that's a huge reason why all my clients have always stayed with me. I very rarely e- ever lose a client. And if mm. I do, it's usually because I kicked them out the door. <laughs> It's never actually normally my decision uh, or it's my decision to get rid of them. But um, all my clients are repeat clients. I've had clients for three and four years. Yeah. um, And they don't go to other agencies. So I think that comes back down to the relationship, the trust, the understanding of their brand. I spend a huge amount of time understanding where their valued position is in the industry, what they're bringing to the table, who they're employing. And I spend a lot of time with their team and their staff. Yeah. So there's all those things I need to know how they operate and how they're actually treating people, which essentially becomes a reflection of my agency as well. Mm. Now, I'm going to let a cat out of the bag here, Nikki, because... You got that look in your eyes, I know. (laughs) One of the the things I admire about you the most, and and I remember earlier in the year, pre-COVID times, when we could actually come together and do workshops, etc., um, and <laughs> your approach to, and, and I, th- and I think this is one of the, and please stop me if I'm giving away all your trade secrets because, <laughs> well, to be fair, I could give away all the trade secrets. You're still going to be Nikki Mill. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about that at all. But your exclusivity, mm. your element and your control and your vetting process around mm. clients, because... In COVID-19 times, there'll be a lot of brands, sorry, a lot of uh, marketing PR firms that will take just about anything right now. Yeah. They'll put dollars. They just got to put dollars in, into the tills. They've got to put the, the business and start clicking it over. But your approach is very exclusive. Can you talk us about that? Because I think that's what makes you, I mean, you're so exclusive. I didn't even know who you are. And not that I know everyone and everything, but you were, you played it very under the radar. Yeah. Like I said, I love to be underestimated. Um, I think that's a huge thing. And even this morning, like I said before, I walked in here, I knocked back three clients this morning because they're not the right brand fit for me. Yeah. I've looked at their brands and I've gone, I don't think you're up to where I need you to be to take you on board. But at the same time, it's not out of the question in the future. Just go and work on your business and your brand aesthetic and how you're representing yourself to the community. Um, all those key aspects. So. How do you say that to them? Do you say that to them nicely? Oh, I'm blunt. Are no. you blunt? I'm <laughs> no one for being blunt and strong. And Lana knows that. I'm. That's my reputation. I don't call a spade a spade. It is. This is what you need to do. What Come a refreshing. I agree. Months. How refreshing in a in a world where we sugarcoat everything. Oh, and couldn't agree more. I don't more. have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> so you've told them no. Yeah. But you've you've given them the, a direction to go. I've, said this is where I suggest you go and this is what I suggest you do I've got a program that I think you could go through and that will refine your business and actually get it ready to scale but that's a huge thing for me because when we do PR we're scaling a business absolutely so if they're not ready with the systems in the back end which is a lot of time that I although I do PR I work a lot with businesses on their systems and strategies and how they communicate with the public 
So if they're not ready for that, if I bring all this PR in, how are they going to handle it? Yeah. And if they don't do a good job, well, that reflects on me and my agency. Oh, that is, that's responsibility, Lana. That's responsibility, taking full responsibility. And, and so many, and I, I know that there'll be, there'll be a few PR firms that'll be listening to this and PR <laughs> professionals, taking responsibility for the brand that you're working for. There, I mean, I would say, and I have been commenta- I have commentated in the press before, I believe that 50% of PR quite frankly, is just going through the motions. Absolutely. Just, you know, just turning the wheel and not being responsible. Correct, bring it in, but not necessarily bring the results. But responsibility, it's important. And when you find someone that's going to uh, uh, communicate and also to amplify your brand and message, you need someone that is in your brand, that Mm. is and understands your message and is responsible for that. 100%. 100%. Yeah, and I think it's, it's uh, Nikki, and again, you, you do it really well, the, the I guess, analysis of who you want to work with and if you get to the bottom of that analysis and think, nah, their, their brand doesn't align with mine and yeah. vice versa, I think it's, yeah, but not many people do it. Not many people would, would say, yeah, well, sorry, I'm going to turn you away. Well, not many have the luxury Yeah, I think, and I learned that in hairdressing all those years ago, everyone's not your ideal client. And it's completely fine if they're not. Send them to the competition. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely, you've got to find your place. And I know the influence I have from having this huge social media account. I can transform a business literally overnight. But I need to make sure that if I'm recommending something and my influence, they must be able to um, live up to the expectations I have for that business yes because if they don't it reflects on me which oh. i can't risk responsibility mm. responsibility yeah. <laughs> it. no, it's, it all, that's what it all comes down to and i think you know a lot of us will be you know seeing that big shiny bucket of money going mm. i need that i need that but you, it'll cost you more money in the bad in the long run in bad publicity and client distrust spot on spot yeah. on now talk to us about some of the clients that you work with i know you can't name them all and, and etc but what are what's a typical brand that nikki milne works with these days and you know what do you look for in a client or what should clients and they might be listening in right now be using <laughs> to try and get hold of a nikki milne <laughs> i think um someone i can exceed their expectations that's a huge thing for me when they come to me and they've got all the right foundations but they're not delivering properly they're not coming across properly they're not communicating and their brand is not really in the true light that it should be that's a great challenge to me and i can quickly turn them around through sort of business consulting to actually make them something that is a really in-demand product or venue or um, retail offering. It's it's interesting, Lana, because, you know, um, working with brands, you would want – you would – uh, you, you want to bring in, uh, I, I would have imagined for any PR firm out there, as many as you possibly can, as many as you could possibly be working with. And and particularly if you've got one part right, you could just roll it out for a whole other series of brands. Um, exclusivity is something that I'm hearing a little bit with what you're doing mm. is that you'll only work with a particular brand. It's a one brand per sector. Is that Yeah, the sort I try of- to take one per industry so they're not competing. I don't take on competing clients yeah. and that's something I've been known from day yeah. dot with which I think is a huge thing with me because um, I potentially charge more than other PR agencies for what I'm doing but you're also getting my business background so I've got 15 years of business background I'm yeah. not PR essentially I am a business builder and a brand builder which then turns into PR if you would get up to that level in your business so yeah I'd rather take less clients but quality clients that I can turn around and excel their growth 
thank you for helping there, Nikki, because I was really had an awkward question that I was throwing to Lana and never got there. But that was <laughs> but the most important thing that was coming out of that, and you just translated that beautifully, is when a client, <laughs> when a business knows the client that they want, yep. when a business understands what fits within their circuit, within their realm, because sometimes, and, and I'm going to say this, and I hate saying this out loud, but there's a lot of marketing and PR firms that are taking on businesses that don't fit their expertise where they do really well. It, it, it happens a lot. Yeah, it does. But also I think, yeah, it's really important. And as Nikki just said, you've got to look at it holistically. You've, there needs to be, you know, yeah, a strategic approach to, and as Nikki said, she's not just doing the you know, the PR, your background is to look at an entire business and what are all the ingredients that are adding up to, you know, what their current, I guess, brand image looks like or brand awareness looks like and how you can transform Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And yeah. the owner has to be quite strong because I'm very direct and I'm going to go in there and say, your website's crap, your socials are crap, <laughs> let me take them over, I'm going to transform your business, we're going to give you this great new brand aesthetic, but you need to trust me and if you can't trust me, we end now. But I'm going to need to take control of your business and you're going to literally going to have to be in my hands. And I usually get, last week I had some emails going, God, you gave me a kick. I've lost three nights of sleep this week. I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> you're exactly the client I want. Yeah. I don't want someone that's not going to fight me and challenge me because that, I can't get the best results. I want you to learn and grow and change in some ways what you're doing for the future. You need to be adaptable and um, flexible. Oh, this is where I see us sitting. So, so in such similar spaces there, Nikki, is that, you know, outside, we're not a PR firm, but when a story is pitched or some content is delivered to us, we aren't going to say, that's wonderful. Well no. done. Great pitch. <laughs> Sometimes we do. Well, we do. No, no, but, but, we, but we're open and honest. If it is good, if it's really good, if it's delivered beautifully and it's done in the way that the media wants to get it and wants to, to deliver to them, yes, absolutely. But the most important information that you can give back to a client is to let them know this is what you can do to fix this. Yeah. This is what you it's can do ongoing. Here's the solution. Don't the reinforce the problem because mm. the problem's sitting there and it's like, and, and that's what I sense. That's where a lot of businesses are a little bit shy about giving the hard, honest truth. Yeah. you People get very offended these days. I think it, we're in a society where people don't take the hard knocks as such. They're quite precious. Whereas I don't, want to deal with business owners like that you're paying me to make your business better well I'm going to tell you exactly what we need to do and it might not always be right it might be a bit of toing and froing and let's change this and let's play with this and see what the public's perception is of it and whether it's responded well to mm. but ultimately what I'm trying to do is get them to think outside the box do things that no one else is doing because that's quite what I'm renowned for is taking massive risks doing things that no one else is starting to do and then sure enough, everyone follows after and that's completely fine. But as long as you're the leader and the first one to break it here in Western Australia, it gets so many eyes on the brand and excels your PR and ultimately your sales. One of the reasons I don't know or didn't know you that no good couple of months ago was the fact that I don't see you in the media. Now, has this mm. been a purpose, a strategy of yours to stay away from the limelight? Or is it you? Are you coming out now? Is this you this saying? Is me coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Three everyone. Children. Three children later. We got the um, exclusive in case. Well, you I, did. See, this is, this is your mind interpreting that. <laughs> this is not my direction. No, but is it, it's is been this, on purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I was so focused on building the brands that I'm working with 
building the social media accounts. Um, and, you know, I've got three small children, three boys. And I think um, there's I've got two boys. Hey, what are your boys' age? Six, four, and a six-month-old. Oh, oh six-month-old. She's people. a superwoman. Yeah. It's mental. How, yeah. how are you I've got an amazing here? husband. Amazing <laughs> husband. So, yes, yeah. I've, yeah, well, yeah I, <laughs> I was going to say, I am an amazing husband too. can't really say that. You're meant to say that, Lana. Sorry. But you're not my wife, so it uh, just doesn't go anywhere. But. Yeah, so I couldn't do it without his support, but we don't have any other support in Perth, so that makes it very hard. There's just me and him. Where were you originally from? Albany, down south. Albany, yeah. beautiful part of the world. You know that Albany was going to be the capital of West... Oh, God, I do. Oh. I learned that every freaking year at school. Couldn't you imagine that? Oh, no. Oh, we got out of there as soon as I could at 19. I was out. Yeah. <laughs> but my whole family still lives down there. Beautiful. So. Beautiful part of the world. Now, but you, you've, you've purposely stayed under the radar. Yes. You've done that. And, and now I can see that... I'm an immensely private person. Yes. You know. But that's a difficult thing when you're dealing with the media because the media wants to see and yeah. hear from you and, and get an understanding of what you think and what you're believing in. Is it... Are you going to be able to do that and separate yourself from your clients and and give a little bit of back because you've you've obviously been very successful. You've got an incredible um, business that's yeah. sitting there. Two now. Two businesses. Yes, now. Yeah. haven't Two got to the second one yet. Now. Yeah, I think um, I needed to establish my businesses, and because I'm not from their backgrounds, these businesses I've created out of nothing. So I had to prove myself to the public first. Yeah. And I feel now, after five years, it's just gone five years. Um, I have. So now I'm more open to doing media and things like that, which I've traditionally always knocked back. It's certainly I have been approached multiple, multiple times, but it's just not something I felt I need to give my time to at that stage because I was more focused on establishing my business, getting the right brand fit for me with businesses coming on board and PR space. And I have fun diversifying into events and writing books and I've published two print magazines and I've done all this other crazy stuff that makes me tick. So I was like, I don't really have time for media because that's what I enjoyed doing at that time. But obviously um, now it's time to change something, change it up again. That's a perfect segue, Nikki, into the second business because you are very, I think one of the things you're best known for is is sort of the pivot really. Yeah. But it's more Toys. about, yeah, seeing an opportunity and you just go bang and you occupy the space straight away. So you've done that. You've done that just recently with Singlet. Tell us a little bit more about that and what you're trying to achieve there. Yeah, so I think what was happening, I was getting all these small or micro startup businesses coming to me and they were wanting consulting, obviously didn't have the budget or were prepared to offer me the money, but I was like, you're not at that level yet. So I needed to solve the problem of how I could educate these people and bring them up to being a PR agent within my agency. Mm. So I suddenly, because I'm so time poor, started paying attention to the US um, course short courses, um, Jagannaut that's going over on over there. And the more I investigated, I thought, God, this has got legs. It will be in Australia in the next five years, but I need to be at the forefront of it. So mm. I found an expert who was fully booked in building courses and I just literally went to her and said, name your price. I'll pay anything for you to build my courses out in four weeks. Actually, no, I've only got two. Can you do it in two? <laughs> and she went, no. And so I was like, I don't use that word, no. Tell me what I need to do to get you on board. And basically I got her on board and she built 13 courses out in two weeks. Wow. Wow. Um, and then we launched it and it's been huge success because now I can show small businesses, okay, so we need to enter in here. You do a business program that I release three times a year. I'm going to absolutely shake up your business systems. I'm going to 
let's audit your whole business structure. And they go along with the group um, and I'm coming to week five in it now and it's been a huge success. We've actually already got a waiting list for the next one. Woo. Um, and then there's other short courses that are entry level. So what I was trying to solve is I have a high tier product, but I need to get those small micro businesses up to that high tier product over a period of two to three years. Yep. How can I do it? Um, and obviously it's all what you put into it, you get out of it. So from that program, they'll then quite often come on as a three or six month coaching I hate that word coaching, but consulting client. <laughs> um, I hear you. So I walk beside them and help them and steer them. And then hopefully by the end of the three to six months period, then they potentially will be a PR client. But they've learned how I do business, how I recommend it should be. And I do like to go in there and change it up. You're offering this. Why don't you offer this? Yeah. You know, I don't understand. Oh, by the way, Nikki Mill, meet Lana Hill, former business yes. coach. <laughs> yes. Um. I'm a huge, huge fan of Lana. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Now, has, oh, and me now too. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. And, and, Are you in the room, Nick? Yeah. FOMO, I, yeah. FOMO. I well, I, I just fear if I, I just get a bit closer to you, I might be able Lana to. Lana was one of the very first people I ever featured on my blog. Yeah. Back in 2015. When I was a personal Your trainer, Nick Hayes. Yeah. Yes. Yep, absolutely. I was a lot fitter back then. <laughs> we're, all, we're all parents now. <laughs> hey, um, just talking around the COVID-19 time, so these short mm. courses would be doing amazing then things yeah, because are. you can't really get into workshops and big mm. big rooms with people and teaching and, and learning there. So is that has that been a driver for it? Yeah, and it's allowed, to div- uh, allowed me to deliver them at a lower price point mm. because yeah. it's online it's all pre-recorded um and me being me i kind of go a bit ballistic in all the context i give people in the cheat sheets and all the activities i go and send them to do and a lot of it is based around canva which um i'm not sure if you're sh- a bit Ooh, canva yeah. story yeah so founded in uh western australia or started in western australia and now it's this huge Jagannath of a design platform. So I actually teach people how to use Canva for their business. Oh, can I let you in a little secret yeah. about Canva? The part owner of Media Stable is also responsible for getting Canva up as well. Uh, really? Now, not an invested in anything, but was working very closely with the young lady you that uh, Hi, launched Canva. Yeah, g'day, Greg. Oh. You can see that. <laughs> hey, I'm a huge fan of Canva. I love, I love your story. And the reason, you know, experts and uh, the way that we are doing is we've got to keep improving. Yeah. And we've got to do better. And as businesses and brands Disrupting. out there, we need to also work with those that do it well. Because the question and the reason you're here is that, and we wanted you to hear, was because there's a, there is a lot of other businesses out there that are doing something similar, but I don't think doing it at the same level or at the same um, quality. Yeah, I think quality for me is I would absolutely do um, – quality over quantity that's mm. one of my huge sayings i'd rather take two clients than take a hundred and not be able to d- over deliver to them yeah but now there's um systems in place where people can a- obviously have access to me i'm a one woman show it sounds quite unusual to say that because of my big presence on social media and what i'm known for but yeah. i actually have are you going to take on more staff are you going to no, build it interestingly um i've had 13 staff in my last business yeah. in the hair salon and it was a freaking nightmare um so when people say can you train my stuff i'm like oh really um i can absolutely show you the systems but other than that i'm not having anything to do with them um i potentially could but i think at the moment i've scaled it back because i've just had a baby again so i scale businesses up and i scale it down depending on my lifestyle and i think that's the beauty of what i do i have the ability to do both 
and I'm scaling through the singlet platform now of the online portal, which is amazing for me because I still can retain my PR clients and expand my agency as well. And it's it's so it's such a hard thing to do. And I, I speak from experience when you try and uh, pr- I guess um, productize yes. for lack of a better word your IP. It it's actually a really hard thing to do. But that's what I love about your platform. You're giving other business owners the ability to do that the words the words commercialize (laughs) monetize Monetize. i'm running with lana here (laughs) (laughs) you're never gonna win an argument against lana and i (laughs) i know my match i've been matched but it's the ability to scale globally and that was a huge issue that kept popping up for me i was starting to get clients on the east coast i was starting to get clients in the u.s that wanted to come to my workshops and wanted to be taught by me and do business with me and i was like i live in wa but then this online world of courses come on board and it was actually um, Roxy Jasenko. I took one of hers and she's a bit of a mentor to me and have taught me through. You brought here. Roxy Jasenko over here to Perth, didn't yes. you? Yes. How did so, that event go? Yeah, that was absolutely unbelievable. It was awesome. I was there. Were you it there? It was huge. Yeah. yeah. So I'd only been doing PR about six months then and I had a chance meeting with Roxy Jasenko over in Melbourne, I think it was, and she took me under her wing and then – handed just rang and said look I'm doing this thing in Perth I want you to take care of it don't want to know about it I'll be here on that date and um, her trust in me was just unbelievable and obviously I over delivered it was due to sell 250 tickets we sold 500 hit capacity in the room it was I think the biggest one they've done in Australia Um, and it just yeah it was mind-blowing so this is where I'll throw it to you because I I know Roxy Jacenko just purely out of her media engagements and her business and your media engagements I could probably put into a handful, but yeah. you've you're sort of the the back end type style. Je- je- so Roxy I take, Jacinko, you're take the- a lot of her clients in Western Australia. Well, I do take all her clients in Western Australia. Right. So if she has someone come to her from Western Australia, yeah, um, she will then send them on to me. And how did you make that connection and build that together? It was a fleeting moment. I was doing an event um, under the Perth Collective down in Fremantle and a friend of mine said to me, Nikki, you remind me of Roxy. You need to go to one of her courses. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just had a baby. And um, <laughs> I went home. I said, oh, to my husband, she's doing an event in Melbourne next week. But, you know, we've got this brand new baby. He's like, get on a plane, go. Oh, and so I literally husband? jumped on a plane. And I made sure I sat front row. So I sat front – I got there and I was hell-bent on sitting front row. I sat front row. <laughs> I, um, when question time come up, said, I've just started a PR agency, got no background in it, no idea what I'm frigging doing, but people keep saying they want me as their PR agency. Um, I have no idea what to charge, you know, um, I've got Mercedes as a client and she's like, what? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing. And she said, email me. So I literally went back to the room, emailed her and she come back and started mentoring me. Get out of town. And that was how I met her. That's awesome. She's been a mentor for four years now. Hats off, Roxy. That's lovely. Yeah. So I think again, like me, she puts this big persona out in the media and the media grab all these conferences. Controversial stories about her, but underneath her, God, she has given me so much time and effort without ever taking a cent from, like, you know, she won't let me pay her. And she's mentored me up to be, you know, someone that deals with amazing clients here in Western Australia. Now, Nikki Mill, we've just done 30 minutes, your first podcast. I have, warned you, I can talk a long how time. How good was that? That was good. You, my you, very first podcast. Look at that. I didn't even have wine. This is an I'm exclusive. It's wine. There's no. F- Next time, promise. Next time. <laughs> Next time. Well, there'll be plenty of time for that. No, and uh, wonderful to have you on the Experts Podcast because it's, it's great to get the PR, the marketing side of it. And yeah. someone who 
plays under the radar, but I think we're going to hear a lot more from. I, I assume so because you're we talking are. to media stable. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's what we want to do. And look, well done to you. It's Thank it's you. a great. I, I, you fascinate me, and it's very few PRs that do fascinate me because, uh, like, I didn't know who you were. I like to be unpredictable. You like to be unpredictable. I like your process. <laughs> I like the way that you go about it, and that's fantastic. Lana, another great one. Oh, pleasure. Hey, an absolute pleasure. This is this is pretty good. This expert. <laughs> We're pretty good at this, Nick Hayes. We're pretty good at it. <laughs> we might do another one next week. What do All you right, I'm, I'm there. You're I'm there? down. Oh, yep. Thank heavens, I can't do it on my own. <laughs> well, you've been listening to the Experts Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to hear a bit more, come to mediastable.com.au. We've got them all there, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.